Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I, happy hop tune and welcome to Spotlight. I'm Sarah Hendy and on the programme this week, as we approach Remembrance Sunday, Pamela Crow of Russian Heritage Trust joins us to discuss a new publication bringing to light the experiences of women interned in Port Erin during the Second World War. And the players of Cloyderin bring the sound of music to Ramsey. Email me via spotlight at manxradio.com if you have any creative happenings you'd like to share with us all. And don't forget to contact forms, links, listen again, and our podcast are all available on the Manx Radio website. Pamela Crow of Russian Heritage Trust is our first guest today. And she's here to tell us about a new book about all aspects of life as an internee of the Russian internment camp for women during the Second World War. Pamela Crow, thank you very much for joining us today. You've brought with you Friend or Foe, which has only recently been released. Tell us a little bit about the book. Well, it's the culmination of the research done by a group of interested amateurs who were interested in the internment camp in Port Erin, Isle of Man. And, of course, people knew little about the women's internment camp in in Port Erin. We have put on two exhibitions, and to our amazement, really, we had nearly 6,000 visitors. It is still on Google, if you look at women's internment camps, you will find Port Harry mentioned. And um, it, it, it is a moment in history that we really don't know a great deal about, or at least what I should say is our children don't know a great deal about. And it's something we feel that people should remember. It was quite a unique environment in a way. I mean, I was reading some accounts from people who were interned there, the women who were interned there, or or children, um, and some of them have quite fond and happy memories of the time. Yes, indeed. I mean, some of the people that we researched, one lady who was pregnant when she arrived, indeed over 300 of the arrivals were pregnant. Um, so it was a matter of priority to establish the health services. The Port Erin camp was very lucky indeed to have such a, a skilled health worker in um, Dame Joanna Cruikshank, who had actually founded the Royal Air Force Nursing Service in World War One. So she was very well able to establish very quickly um, health facilities. And one of the ladies that arrived had had a horrific journey to get here, crossing the English Channel in a stolen lifeboat with 40 people on the lifeboat that should have held 12 and being rescued by um, a, a British destroyer. And amazingly, one of the crew was a gentleman from Castletown. But, however, Frida ended up in Port Erin and she recalls in her memories what a happy time it was, the freedom. She was so fearful of what was happening in Germany. She had, um, I wouldn't say a wonderful time, but her husband was interned in 
one of the Douglas camps, so she had her husband close by. And I think in the end, they ended up in the married camp together for a short period of time before settling in England and living in England, I think, for the rest of their lives. Many more notable characters as well. It was quite a creative environment. We've heard about um, how internees on Hutchinson Square, people such as Kurt Schwitters, who were interned there, sort of made their own entertainment and made life better for themselves by sharing skills. That happened an awful lot at this camp as well, didn't it? Yes, it yes it did. And Collinson House, which is still there today, was a centre of those activities. We had some wonderful sculptors, um, we had some wonderful painters. All are, all are detailed in the book. I mean, it is fascinating to see some of the the artistry that um, we were so lucky to have. Margaret Koikflesch, the beautiful watercolour artist. There was so much talent. And the musicians and the authors. I mean, one of my favourite books as a child, I learnt, was written by... Uh, one of the internees. I mean, it's uh, um, really quite remarkable the talent that was there and the talent, as you say, that was shared because, of course, education became more important after the first glorious summer when the autumn and winter winds were blowing. It was far preferable to be in a classroom and everything was taught from Pittman shorthand, typing, dressmaking, you name it. Every skill was taught. And the people who had already skills, like the musicians, shared their skill. I mean, from the very beginning, one of the musicians established musical concerts in St Catherine's Church almost on a weekly basis. And these were open to residents as well. There were numerous choirs within the camp, amateur dramatics. And in fact, one of the um, families that we researched, um, the Verhan family, the daughter, the elder daughter, who was a nurse, Isolde, was one of the talented stars of these amateur dramatics. And it's very sad, really, because she was the daughter of a pastor, a Lutheran pastor, and they returned to the Lutheran community in Germany. And uh, Isolde was nursing in Potsdam when it was bombed, and unfortunately she was killed. And so that's a rather sad ending to that particular story. But the, we had really did have some um, amazing talent shared the... Lutheran deaconess nurses who uh, who helped with healthcare facilities throughout the um, as I say all the um, singers the musicians the artists a wealth of talent that we, was untapped until we'd done all this research. Some of those people were really quite highly regarded in their field, as you say. There were there were opera singers among them who were particularly uh, well known. Oh yes, in in fact, we have um, a lady that was known as the Berlin Nightingale. She was forbidden to sing in Germany, and we have recordings of her in this soprano, an amazing voice, 
As I say, there was Joanna who started the another soprano and she was a leading inspiration for musical activities in the camp. We had Magda Kelber, who was a very accomplished organist. Helga Krebs, she was a professional pianist. Elsa Hefner, who was a German opera singer. Jeanette Siemens, she had leading roles in all the performances in the churches. She was a soloist when Bishop Bell came to visit camp and the local residents, of course. We mustn't forget their part in this amazing camp because, you know, local residents' rooms were requisitioned. So a lady walked into the home and said, we'll have that and that and that bedroom, thank you. And the next day you had what many people thought were Nazis foisted upon you. The fact that the people spoke German, of course, with the Germany being at war with us, many people thought that the German-speaking foreigners that arrived were all Nazis. Well, of course, that was far from the truth, far from the truth. And in time, the local residents and the internees integrated and many lifelong lasting friendships were made. It was a remarkable achievement for the villages of Port St Mary and Port Erin. And this publication is unique in that it, it covers every aspect of camp life in a, in a way that no publication has quite before. Yes, from the beginning to the end. On the first day, we estimate that there was over 3,000 people arrived on May the 29th. They were all accommodated by nightfall. I mean, an amazing achievement. We couldn't do it today. The only interview that Dame Joanna gave, the camp commandant, she gave the figure in the camp that day at 4,010 persons. Now, that's a lot of people to be accommodated in a village, or the two villages. The local population was, I think, outnumbered four to one by foreigners. It was a a remarkable story in the history of the Isle of Man. And as you said at the beginning of our conversation, this book was put together by members of Russian Heritage Trust. I think our conversation today is possibly going to inspire more people to to get involved in that if they were interested in becoming a member of russian heritage trust how would they go about that well we are on facebook or we are contactable um anyone can ring me or email me is better really at pamrht at gmail.com um and i can pass on any phone numbers to them but anyone that's interested at all in the heritage of Russian although we do have people living in Douglas, Braddon and Onken that are working at the moment on projects like the land and tourism that covers a little bit of a wider area so there are all aspects of heritage that we're looking at and we are looking for suggestions for people to say, well, we'd be interested in the heritage of buildings or the heritage of local services, whatever. Um, we, we're, we're really open to all. And as I say, our little group got together because we were interested in internment. And from the, that humble little meeting, 
we have had enormous success. We have found internees throughout the world. We had a, a Wagner weekend because we found a baby born in the camp, now a leading authority in Wagner, brought a whole family to Port Erin. We had a wonderful weekend. We found people in America, Germany. I've been corresponding with the Deaconess Museum in Germany, and they now have more information about the deaconesses in World War Two in Port Erin than they have ever had. And they're just delighted, delighted. And the whole thing is fascinating. And anyone that's interested, please, please get in touch. Russian Heritage Trust. If all else fails, Jew and Watterson at Timwald. <laughs> the book is available to purchase now. It was published on the 12th of October. Where can people find their copies if they want to read more about these stories? The copies are available in all the island bookshops and I feel certain that many people will find it a fascinating read. This is a book, 250-page book, full of recollections from internees, from residents full of information about the musicians, about the artists, particularly interesting. And I think that it's a book, really, that every Manx person should have on their bookshelves. As Pamela said, the book is now available in bookshops around the island and on Amazon. And if you're interested in joining the Russian Heritage Trust team, you'll find all of the relevant information on the Spotlight blog at manxradio.com. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Out and about on the art scene this week, Alan Bennett's new play, Alleluia, is being screened at the King's Court Theatre and Balakameen High School tomorrow night. Tomorrow night also sees the beginning of a six-week glass-fusing course with artist Deborah Tracy at Grenaby Studios and the monthly open mic poetry night at the Bath & Bottle in Douglas. Artist Vicky Blackburn will be popping up at Grenaby Studios on Saturday and Island of Contrast, the latest exhibition of paintings from Paul Parker, opens at the Hodgson Loom Gallery this Sunday. Details of all of this and much more besides can be found on the Isle of Man Arts Council's What's On Where Facebook page and of course on the Manx Art Directory, links to which are on the Spotlight blog. We're heading for the hills now, up Ramsey Way, where the Cloyderan Theatre Troupe are preparing for Curtain Up this weekend at St Paul's Church Hall. We spoke to the producer, Heather Ruffino, accompanist, Marilyn Cannell, and Maria herself, Rosie Corner. must be the first local production you've been part of is it uh yeah i um i only arrived at the on the island last october and sort of since i've been looking around for you know a theater group which would be you know give me the kind of thing i wanted to do and be an amazing group of people and cloderin totally totally have provided that they've become like a family it does seem like that yeah um you must have done quite a lot of this before um, before you moved to the Isle of Man. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of my experience has been a lot with Gilbert and Sullivan. 
Uh, so light opera, I've done a lot of choral stuff, but I've always, always loved musicals and I've always wanted to do more and more. And I actually did Sound and Music, oh my gosh, 15 years ago. And I played like 49th Nun. And I was, I remember then longing to play Maria. So this is a real dream come true. Yeah. It's an amazing part. You've got some really wonderful songs to <laughs> sing. Are there any that you're relishing more than others? I absolutely love I Have Confidence. I mean, it is the most extraordinary humdinger of a song. I just want to do it justice because it's so difficult. It has all these speed changes and um, it has these massive crescendos. And at the same time, you know, you're trying to be Julie Andrews, so you're running around like a mad woman um, and it's getting the, the energy to, to sing your little heart out and also, you know, occupy this, this sizable space. Um, so that's very daunting, but I'm excited about it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite an act to follow, but um, I can see from rehearsals you're doing a really lovely job of it. Um, and dancing as well, it's calling <laughs> on all of your skills. How are you finding um, sort of preparing for the role? I have to say, though I absolutely love dancing with Reese, um, he's absolutely great, I get really nervous about the dancing. I mean, I'm a massive Strictly fan, so everything I know about dancing I've definitely learnt from Strictly. But seriously, I, could, I will sing and act all day, but make me dance and I just start freaking out. So that, for me, has probably been the biggest challenge. And working with the children, that must have been quite a lot of fun. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> there are so many of them. There are seven of them. Um, they're fantastic. Uh, I mean, I did used to work in a boarding school, so I have kind of done the governess kind of role. And, you know, I remember pillow fights with the girls when they wouldn't go to sleep and all this kind of business. So it is so lovely to be back doing that kind of thing um, with the kids who are so talented. And they know all my lines. Any of them could understudy for me at any moment. They are that good. Yeah, they're on fire. Wow, well, I can't wait to see it. Um, and I can't help but think that um, as someone who's relatively new to the Isle of Man, being part of something like this, it must really add to your sense of community and hopefully help you feel at home here. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, you know, partly coming to Cordera and being part of this amazing family, but also I go back to work and um, Dobby, um, a village where I do lots of other stuff. And, you know, I can talk about it and say, will you come and see this? Or are you interested in maybe helping with this? And it's a lovely way of tying up different aspects of my life and different parts of the island. I live in the west, I work in the east, and here I am in the north. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic way to get to know a place. Yeah, well, I can tell you're not native to the Isle of Man <laughs> simply because you will travel that far to do things. <laughs> but all the best for the performances. Thank you so much for joining us, Rosie. Thank you. Well, accompanist for this production is pianist extraordinaire Marilyn Cannell. You've been the accompanist for quite a number of Clodaren productions now, haven't you? Yes, this is the fourth or fifth year, I think, now. I've started off doing pantomimes and um, concerts, and the last two years we've done a big show. Last year we did Oliver, and this year we're doing The Sound of Music. And you come from all the way out west to come and uh, play the piano for these guys, so what's, what's special about this group that makes you want to be part of it? Well, I think it's because it's the northern, it's an amateur dramatic group. There's lots of... Um, theatre schools and professional, semi-professional groups on the island um, and, and they bring people over to instruct them and direct them and produce them but here it's all local people and children haven't been to these drama schools or anything 
and we just try to bring the best out of them. And um, I suppose that's one of the most lovely things about Clodarin is it's so inclusive. There are people from all walks of life here. It must be quite a challenge like um, accompanying such a number of people, but how are you finding it? Um, it's amazing that when it comes to the performances, they all rise to the occasion. Some of the rehearsals are not quite so wonderful. That's the same with any production, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the children, by the time they've got to the third or fourth performance, they're, they're flying, I always say, you know. And they've put their own little bits in. <laughs> oh, they're, they're always the best, I mean, improvised bits. But we've got to have a little, little Gretel, she's supposed to be five, so and we've got to go right from that up to 16. Liesel is supposed to be 16 going on 17, and then... Um, you know, we've got Lexi. I don't quite know how Lexi is, but she just looks the right age. You've got to have the right age when you've got these things. You know, so it's it's been lovely listening to you play the piano. These lovely tunes that mean so much to us. Um, well, I think I thought like with doing Oliver, it was all the songs that everybody knows, and this is the songs that everybody knows too. And that's what we're hoping people will go go out singing the songs. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, it must be really difficult for the audience not to join in. Do you find that people do? Well, we'll have to see what happens, won't we? <laughs> when it, um, but at, at the end of Oliver, we did a little sing-song of a couple of songs and invited the audience to sort of join in, you know. Well, I'll look forward to that then. And got the audience to join in and things, yes. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait. Thank you so much, Marilyn. You know, you're playing the Reverend Mother this year in The Sound of Music, but you're also the founder of Chloe Derren. You must be really proud of how well everyone's doing. I'm very, very proud because it's fantastic the way that the whole group has grown over the years. We've been independent as Chloe Derren for six years now because I did all the pantomimes earlier as director for all the pantomimes for Ramsey Town Band for many years. That, and um, since then, I've always wanted to build up drama by theatre for Ramsey and the North. This is for Ramsey and the North. This is the for their community. And I'm so proud of these people. We've all come together. We, we have such a good laugh. We're all a mixture of ages, great ages. And it, it's just real good fun. You really do have to have a good sense of humour, even if you're doing something very serious. <laughs> Especially in Mother Abbas, like a nun. It's just complete contrast to last year. Because I was Nancy last year and Oliver and... Uh, I'm the complete opposite this time, so... <laughs> yeah, well, I can see you all have a real laugh, but there's some fabulous talent here as well, yourself included. It's lovely um, for anyone who remembers the Ramsey Town Band pantomimes, where you were always behind the scenes and putting the scripts together yes. and directing. Um, there was a heck of a lot of work that went into that, but it's really lovely to see you take to the stage and kind of, um, yeah, exercise those muscles as well, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's great to be able to go on stage a bit now, because I do love it, I do enjoy it, and I love singing. And Carol, as Carol Fraser, her directing experience, it's just great that she's doing such a, such a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. And it's given me a sort of a, a chance to go on stage. And um, I just do the 
background, the, the producing side of it, and all the pulling the hair out of things are going right on the other sides of it, not on stage. But um, we have to work as a team. We all have to do these things, you know. So we've got a great team together, pulling our, pulling all the efforts together, putting the jigsaw into place. <laughs> well, it's going really well at rehearsals here, um, and. And also, yeah, the, the sense of community, the fact that you're all really enjoying yourselves and having a lovely time together, is, it's, you, you can really tell. And it's, I, I think it does people a lot of good. I think um, they're proving now that these kinds of activities have a huge impact on our sense of well-being. It's so important. Yeah, well, especially too, I must make a special mention of the children. We have a fantastic group of children. They stole the show in Oliver last year, and wait till you see the sound of music. They are marvellous. They bring tears to your eyes. They really do. And we always welcome new members. All ages, by the way, not just children, but I love to encourage children because live drama gives them so much confidence. Live acting, live theatre, singing, it's one of the best tonics you can have as well and one of the best hobbies in the world. And it's lovely to make people laugh, make people cry and say, well, that was wonderful or something like that. Seeing the children perform, it's, it's fantastic. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And all this work is to a wonderful end. Um, you're doing quite a number of performances um, of this particular show. Just uh, Could you just tell us when they, when they are? Well, we've um, got the licence to do six performances. And we're going to do them over two weekends. So Friday the 2nd of November in the evening. And then the Saturday we're doing a matinee in the afternoon from 2 o'clock and evening on the Saturday 3rd at 7.30, and then the following weekend, the same times, 9th and 10th, on the same times, mm -hmm. Friday evening and Saturday, matinee, Saturday evening. Lovely. So, yeah. yeah. And um, people looking for tickets, oh, where yeah. do they go? Yeah, well, the tickets, you can um, get them from Ramsey Town Library, or you can go to the Ramsey Craft Centre on St Paul's Square, or you can give me a ring on 437904, and you can book your tickets at the door. You can take a chance to and come and just pay on the door, but anybody who actually pays a ticket, actually has a ticket, is guaranteed a seat. That's the main thing. They priority. Mm -hmm. So um, although your ticket seat number is not allocated, it's first come, first served. So if you get here earlier, you get a better seat. <laughs> me again next Wednesday at half past five but right now stay tuned for a Tammy Gindis Hot Chine special right after the news. Have a lovely creative week. Slen you.